Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. Some typefaces are designed to be legible, others to be beautiful, others to be odd, eccentric, and quirky. But some typefaces are designed for very specific purposes and extend into important world issues far removed from the pages they've been printed on. Today we're diving into typefaces that serve a higher purpose than just looking pretty. Instead, these typefaces aim to help make the world a better place from an environmental perspective. While I'll be the first one to say that there are much larger and more impactful ways that we can help reduce the consumption of resources, for example, challenging consumer culture on all fronts in fashion, consumer products, food waste, excessive packaging, lots more, I think the fact that design can have the power to produce a more environmentally friendly final product that aims to use less ink in this case, but also gets us thinking, is a very good thing. Design that can nudge us to change our behaviors in so many other areas of our lives to create a much, much greater impact can't be undersold. Let's have a look at three different designs that try and save the world one typeface at a time. Number one, EcoFont. Although author of Just My Type, a book about fonts, Simon Garfield, places EcoFont at number 8 on his list of the 21 worst fonts in the world, there's a lot to be said about EcoFont. It's designed to save ink and therefore also save money and the planet in the process. EcoFont isn't actually a font at all so much as it's software that takes existing typefaces and prints them as if they had been attacked by moths as Simon unapologetically states. He argues that because of the holes pecked into them, their weight and therefore their true beauty is lost. Although you can save approximately 25% of the ink consumption using EcoFont software, the design misses the mark. Function over form isn't always a welcome concept in the world of design. Simon goes on to suggest that using thinner weight faces that naturally use less ink and or not printing out the drafts at all, which we'll get to later, are other ways to save that don't involve using the Swiss cheese of fonts. Number two, money-saving Garamond. What if the world's most eco-friendly typeface has been right under our noses for over 400 years? Designed in the 16th century by French type designer Claude Garamond, there have since been a number of iterations and remakes of the face, including the 1989-released Adobe Garamond. Garamond is an old-style serif text face designed to be used to typeset long blocks of copy. The typeface mimics handwriting with a pen, but with a more formalized structure. In 2014, CNN reported the following story headline. It said, Teen to government, change your typeface, 
save millions. 14-year-old Suvir Merchandani worked on a money-saving research project that found him smack dab in the middle of the world of fonts. Suvir noticed that he was receiving a lot more handouts in middle school than he did in elementary school. This prompted him to want to find a creative environmental solution different than not simply printing the handouts. In a live interview on CNN, what a brave soul, he said that his research pointed to the use of typefaces on official government documents, specifically ways to reduce the overall ink volume on said printed documents. Suvier notes that ink is two times more expensive than French perfume by volume. And his research process, well, it was fairly rigorous, especially for a middle schooler who was only in sixth grade at the time. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure I was lip-syncing to the Spice Girls and making friendship bracelets when I was his age. So what Suvir did was he collected random samples of teachers' handouts focused on commonly used characters, including E, T, A, O, and R, to study. He identified four specific typefaces in which to include in the study, including Garamond, Times New Roman, Century Gothic, and Comic Sans. He used a commercial application called AppFill Ink Coverage Software to measure how much ink was used for each letter of the typeface. To verify his findings, he enlarged and printed out each of his letters to measure and chart the ink usage. His research concluded that using the typeface Garamond would save 24% ink consumption and could save the school board as much as $21,000 annually. This led the preteen's teacher to suggest he publish his findings in the Journal for Emerging Investigators that uses the same standards as academic journals but is focused on publishing the works of middle school and high school students. The journal's reviewers saw the huge real-world potential of Suvir's findings and advised him to look bigger, which was aimed at the U.S. federal government with an annual printing budget of $1.8 billion. The General Services Administration estimates the annual cost of ink at $467 million, and Suvir found that using Garamond exclusively could save nearly 30%, or $136 million annually. And he estimates that an additional $234 million could be saved if each of the states jumps on board as well. Of course, switching typefaces isn't necessarily as easy as it sounds. There's significant time and cost involved in retypesetting the documents. There's also a question of why the specific typeface was chosen to begin with. Is Garamond more, or at least as, legible as the current option? Is it accessible? Does this typeface perform the same typographic functions as the typeface currently used? It's a fine balance between ink consumption and the legibility and readability requirements of a typeface. For example, fine lines don't often translate well to print at small sizes, and it's exasperated when printed on uncoated, porous paper like newsprint. I also have to question whether this $1.8 billion expenditure includes toner-based printing, Right? Toner-based devices are much less expensive to print per page and last a lot longer when compared to inkjet ink, as well as just commercial printing costs. 
I would be hard-pressed to believe that the $1.8 billion figure represents office printers alone. I would think some or even a significant chunk of this cost is in commercial printing, where the ink is much less expensive than its liquid inkjet counterparts. So while I see the novelty and the value in Suvir's research, I also have some questions as to how much savings there would actually be in reality based on the government's printing devices. Again, specifically how much printing happens on very expensive inkjet-based printers versus toner-based printers and commercial printing as well. But looking at the big picture, if Garamond is good enough for Dr. Seuss and for Harry Potter, well, it's probably good enough for me too. Number three, Ryman Eco. Here's a typeface actually designed with sustainability at its very hollow core. Ryman Eco was designed by Monotype in partnership with UK stationery company Ryman. It was released in 2014, and you can actually download the typeface for free right now at Ryman Eco, that's R Y M A N E C O dot co dot UK. It can save up to 33% of ink usage, and the company touts that it's the world's most beautiful, sustainable font. In a similar methodology to EcoFont's Holy Letter Forms, Ryman Eco contains stylized, hollow, channeled centers. Designer Dan Radigan's aim was to minimize the surface area of every letter so that it, quote-unquote, capitalizes on the imprecision of everyday printing. What he means by that is at small sizes, these channels are actually filled in with ink, creating the illusion of a fully filled letter. At larger sizes, it acts as an ornate looking display face, the negative space acting as a design feature, form and function. Dan makes an excellent point in a video discussing the benefits of using Ryman Eco. He argues that we're not harming the environment with all of the ink we use, but as he says, rather it's the packaging of all the ink cartridges. It's all that plastic, the envelopes that those cartridges go into. If you reduce the amount of ink, it's not just the ink savings, but it's the savings of the material that holds that ink. In an article about this typeface, released by the Huffington Post, they report that there's critics of Ryman Eco. Naysayers espouse that the solution of cutting ink consumption is simply not the answer, or rather that they're not asking the right question. They argue that ending the world's reliance on paper communication is in fact the answer. Well, yes and no. The independent not-for-profit paper advocate Two Sides North America, aims to debunk myths about paper consumption and work towards anti-greenwashing, showing the world that paper is a sustainable resource. There is a lot of great information to comb through on their website, but some of the highlights include Papermaking is not a cause of forest loss in North America. The main causes include urbanization, agriculture, and hydroelectric projects. Also, the use of forest products, like paper, has encouraged landowners to grow and manage more paper products. 
In the U.S., forests grew by more than 1,200 NFL football fields per day in the last 30 years between 1990 and 2020. That's 1,200 NFL football fields per day. Also, Go Green, Go Paperless campaigns are unsubstantiated. The energy consumption required for digital technologies is actually increasing by about 9% each year. Anyway, this is a huge topic and a huge area for debate in the graphic communications industry. There are so many factors to consider throughout the life cycle of a product, whether that be a paper product or an electronic product, that makes a one-size-fits-all solution impossible. Much like I expressed at the beginning of this episode that it's naive to believe that simply using a different typeface will have a large impact on saving the world, Ryman Eco's designer Dan states, I don't expect using 33% less ink to save the world directly, but I expect it to be one step in a bigger conversation about how we can save things. I expect it to be one gesture that triggers you to think about what else you can do to make an impact. Well, Dan, I couldn't agree more. Today's office quote comes from season six, episode 10, called Shareholder Meeting. In the opening sequence, we are introduced to our friend Recyclops. Jim. Five years ago, corporate said we had to start a recycling program for Earth Day, so Dwight took the lead on that and introduced us to a very close friend of his named Recyclops. Dwight. Happy Earth Day, everyone. I'm Recyclops. Did you know that an old milk carton can be sawed in half and used as a planter? Jim. The next year, he really stepped things up. Dwight. Who has put a number seven plastic in a number four bin? Jim. A year after that, Recyclops really began to take shape. Dwight. Recyclops will drown you in your overwatered lawns. Jim. Then tragedy struck Recyclops when his fictional planet was attacked by some other fictitious thing I, I can't remember. Dwight. Recyclops will have his revenge. <laughs> oh, so good. And there you have it. Another episode is in the books. Thanks for hanging out with me, and I look forward to the next time we get to talk paper scissors. Mm-hmm.